F yeah, F1. I'm Ryan Silverstein. I'm here with my best bud, Ian Kimball. Woo! F yeah, F1. Uh, and we are here talking about the Formula One Pirelli British Grand Prix 2021 happening this weekend at Silverstone. Which is uh, easily so far the easiest title to pronounce for us because we're dumb Americans. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> uh, so we're going to preview this weekend, uh, including talking about the new the new hotness all over the place with the Oof. sprint qualifying. We're going to talk about the new... 2022 f1 car uh but before we get to that we got to talk about some mclaren news we got to talk about a lot of mclaren news because while they are doing the best that they've done in a long time on the track off the track a little messy a little bit messy yeah um so i think we'll talk about the one the story that maybe has the least impact so far first which is that um zach brown and a couple of their other uh employees tested positive for covid yeah which i read that they were all not like the three of them were not connected Mm -hmm. which is weird each got it individually but then also like the rest of the team didn't get like didn't come in contact with them so like everything's fine yeah um so minor new story it was but it like stuck in my brain if only because the way that it was like being tweeted about like i got like the notification from like McLaren releases a statement about CEO Zach Brown. I was like, what is happening? Yeah, dude. And then I was like, he's got code. And I was like, oh, oh we're fine. Dude, it's so funny because I got that exact same notification. <laughs> and the minute that I saw like McLaren makes a statement about, you know, makes a statement, I was like, <gasps> and immediately was going to send it to you <laughs> before I even read it. And then the minute I read it, I was like, oh, and then yeah. I just closed it and oh, I didn't send it to you. <laughs> I did the same thing. I was I was prepared for the worst. And I can I can promise you, whatever scenario you think is the worst right now, like the first one that pops into your head, that one is the one I was thinking about. Yeah, I yeah, that's the worst. That's the worst. Um it's awful. Yeah, I especially after like they just made a statement a few days ago mm-hmm. about Lando Norris, who went to the Italy England game mm-hmm. and got robbed, poor little tiny Lando, <laughs> in his like worth more than a house McLaren car, got stopped by English hooligans and they took his Richard Milley watch, which is also as expensive as a house. And I just, before we go into uh, cracking jokes about what happened because we are going to. I <laughs> Yo, do want to say I have sympathy for Orlando because that is a scary situation to be in it for sucks, anybody. Dude, it sucks. It sucks to be it sucks to be robbed. And it sucks mm-hmm. to be like I can only imagine the insane situation he was in because I don't know if you watched the England Italy game. Um it was a great, great football match. Um both teams played extraordinarily well. Uh, but whenever people like give shit to Philly fans or like mm-hmm. in general Americans, when they're like, you guys have riots after like your team wins a game, like glad it's not just us. Yeah, oh, yeah. England where was. We, where do you think we got it from? Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Like we're going to celebrate. Let's break everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, it made. Um, it made England look really bad. 
Yeah, and I feel like if this was, you know, 200 years ago and they lost that game, they'd be like, oh, well, fuck it. We're just going to annex another country in Africa. Yeah, exactly. They're like, we'll just expand our territory. Fuck you. Yeah, exactly. So, like, the thing to remember about British people is that even though we have this, like, stereotype of them where they, like, sip their tea with their pinky out, you're like... (laughs) Like, they basically conquered the world, like, as close as anybody has ever come. So, like, they are vicious, scary people at times. Oh, yeah, they are. And they're, they're, uh, I mean, they, we came from them and overthrew them with their own people. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? Like, it wasn't a big chunk of time that went from, like, British people being in the United States to British people overthrowing the British people in the United States. And, uh. And it hasn't been very long since then. So anyway, uh, yeah, so Lando in his very expensive suit with his six-figure watch, because Richard Millie's are not cheap, Mm -hmm. uh, in his six-figure car was driving through the riot. (laughs) (laughs) And they stopped him and took his watch. Which is kind of I was also thinking about. Are we are we ready to start making jokes about it yet? Yeah, yeah. I think Perfect. I think we covered the seriousness of it. Awesome. Anyway, so what's adorable is um, that as scary as it is, and as much of a bummer as it is to to get robbed, it's also like and like this. You were talking about the stereotype we have about British people. It's also the most fucking British uh, robbery ever. <laughs> Yeah, I feel like I feel like they just encircled his McLaren and tapped on the window and were like, "Excuse me, sir. Um, yes, L- Lando. Yes. Oh, you are Lando. Great. <laughs> Would you mind handing me your uh watch, please? Thank you." And he just like he was probably like, "Oh, damn," and gave it to them, and like said something about tea and biscuits, and then fucking they were like, "Off you go," and he went driving away in his McLaren, and they were like, "Ooh," and now they have a watch, and like that's in my head exactly how the robbery went right because if it was american they would have pulled him out of his top of the line f-150 they would have uh picked him up by his ankles and shook him until the watch fell off his wrist (laughs) (laughs) yeah they would have taken his fucking shoes they would have taken the car if that was in the united states that was in philly they'd be like fuck your watch get out I mean, if that was in Philly, they would have flipped the car over and set it on fire. That's a hard fact. Yeah, that's a hard fact. That's just how we roll. Yeah, dude. That would be Lando finding out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Lando <laughs> fucked around and found out. Uh, so, you know, I, I hope that he, mentally he's okay for his performance this weekend. I hope he's not too shook up. Uh, yeah, I'm sure by he's that. I'm glad, yeah. And I'm glad he's okay because if some... British soccer hooligans ruin the rest of the F1 season. I would never forgive them. Yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah, because we still have a lot of a lot of racing to go. We're still going to Italy again, right? Yeah. We're yeah going, so we got to do... Gotta do um, yeah. Monza. Yeah. See, what are we talking about? Like, I mean, we have to go to all these countries. Right. Uh, it's not... And it's not like they, you know... It, like, you know, I don't want to name names, but there are other drivers they could have roughed up and I'd be like, hmm, whatever. <laughs> But like Lando's up in the points. Yeah, dude, he's doing really good. You know, he's doing really good. Like they had options. Right. They had options. There's at least I, a Canadian they could have roughed up. Yeah, or like you know another Brit. Uh, I mean George. I meant George to get punched. 
Yeah. You got you gotta you gotta watch that. There's a lot of George fans out there. I'm a George well, fan myself. I'm a George right. fan myself. But like everybody he did needs say to something today that I was like, that's a little controversial. What did he say? He was being interviewed and talked about how like you know racing at Silverstone's like super historical and it's like the like he made it sound like it was like the biggest most historical race on the calendar and i'm like oh. i know a tiny little t- town in a tiny little country it's gonna yeah. be real mad that you said that george. yeah <laughs> like george you might want to ixnay on the on the est bay um yeah man i uh I, I speaking of English people, I do want to also uh, throw out, and this is another one on this serious topic, um, how Lewis Hamilton came out with his uh, report on how F1 can become more diverse and better. And um, I was really happy to see it, uh, really pleased with F1's response mm-hmm. um, and the FIA's response. Thought that was great. Uh, I'm learning more and more that there is an awful lot of shitty F1 fans based yep. on the comments. Mm-hmm. Um, and ultimately, I think it's a really great thing. I think, uh, I think including because the, the, the thing that I got from it more than anything else was that it's not his report didn't seem to be directed so much at like how do we make F1 more diverse mm-hmm. and more so how do we make the sport of racing more diverse for kids coming up and growing into the sport. Yeah. And I, I really like that approach because that will ultimately fix the F1 problem because you have to deal with all the feeder series, the culture of racing. And if you're able to do that at every level going up, then eventually some of those kids are going to end up driving F1 cars. Exactly. Exactly. Right. And I thought it was, I thought it was really well pointed. I thought it was really great. Uh, so good on Lewis for that one. Uh, so the Brits were like minus two points and then they just like went up plus two points. So they're still, they're breaking even so far today. And without diversity, they still be down minus two points. Yeah. See, <laughs> uh, and then also, uh, I did see that and not, not to necessarily put them, you know, at odds at each other or on equal footing or anything like that, but just to separately, acknowledge that sebastian vettel has been doing just some really cool work around environmental issues that we've been oh man yeah i've loved that he's uh he he had that recent what was it like a week ago or so he had that press conference where they asked him about it and uh i think he's great because his whole take on sustainable living is like i can afford to do this stuff but this is stuff that everybody can do Mm -hmm. and he's kind of you know he's I think of uh, like what I'm really enjoying the most about uh, this season and like how long I've been a fan, you know, for the short period of time I've been a fan, I should say. And what I'm kind of learning about people is that like some of the older heads in this sport, uh, like Seb, like Lewis, uh, are really walking the walk. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yep. And what's neat about that is I was watching videos of Seb when he was winning championships at Red Bull and he was a dick. (laughs) He was such a dick. He was like, I hope they boo me. I don't care. I'm still winning. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And like Lewis, when he was young, he was like, I don't give a shit if anybody boos me. Like I'm going to, I'm going to go out there and win races. And then they get older and they mature. And now they are our age, you know, (laughs) yeah, younger, they're younger than us. But like, they're still like, I relate to them so much because like, uh, 
you know, you see, um, you know, the, the young guns kind of come up and like, they're just focused on, you know, stealing another driver's ride and wife and, and kid <laughs> and, and like, you know, winning races and going to, going to soccer games and fucking off, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. and even Kimmy had a great bit about it. Uh, I don't know if you heard his beyond the grid from like a couple of years ago. I assume the whole episode was like five minutes long. Mostly. Yeah. But it's really great because he's like, he's like, when I was young, it was just about racing and partying. And I didn't mm-hmm. give a shit. He was like, that's what it was. And so it's cool to kind of see those young guys come up and really be competing and really doing what they do. And then looking at the guys who are sort of, you know, in their, in their sunset years of Formula One racing and are doing like really big, important shit to, to like change the world. Yeah, I always get really, you know, as someone who's a, you know, straight white dude, um, I I always love to see other people who have even more privilege than I do using that for for good. Yeah, of course. You know, and doing it in a way that feels, you know, honest to who they are and like they're picking a cause that is important to them. You know, it's not like they just picked a cause and just kind of went with it it's like you can see that there's a genuine like obviously it's very personal lewis and it's easy to see that but i think you know seb comes across as very genuine and heartfelt with all the stuff that he does and yeah yeah you know seeing him work with those kids is like just super cool because like i don't know it'd be awesome if my school had an assembly and they're like here's an f1 driver i'd be like (gasps) i i I would die like i would pee myself you know yeah um quick pop quiz before we talk about the new car uh, how old is Valtteri Bottas? Uh, 31? He is exactly 31. Yeah. He'll be 32 it. at the end of August. Wow. That wow. hurts me. He's a he's a boy. Like they're all they're all young dude. It's so weird, especially when you see it. Like when, when Seb turned 34, I was like, what? Yeah. Like, <laughs> no. Like, I, that's impossible. When Seth turned uh was turning 34, I was like, oh my back. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Because I was like, oh, motorsports, the one sport where maybe not everyone that's super successful is younger than me now. Wrong. All of them are younger. Except for Kimmy. We still got Kimmy. That's true. <laughs> the Cal Ripken of uh Yeah, right. Of Formula One. Oh my goodness. All right. Let's talk about the new car Ian. what are your first impressions of the new f1 2022 designed car so here's what i'm gonna say i uh i i like to think that i create art and mm-hmm. you do and like we're friends with a lot of a lot of artists and i think when you have a brain that kind of leans into art you appreciate things, bigger things like, like architecture and you can appreciate, uh, you know, nature and all of these things. So what I was trying to recently explain to someone, I was, I was looking at, uh, a, I think it was like a, I think it was like a 68 Corvette with the white walls on the side, just a beautiful car, you yep. know, That's black. Like the, it's like the astronaut car. Oh, they used yeah. to drive. you know what i mean what they yeah used to of course racing around florida 
Yeah, it's so gorgeous. And I was explaining it to someone as like, you don't have to be a car person to look at this thing and realize that it is a piece of artwork. Like it is a piece of artwork. It is a beautiful thing that people made. And like, that shouldn't be, uh, that shouldn't be only for sculptures. It shouldn't only be for paintings. Like a car is an incredible thing. And I love Formula One cars. You mm-hmm. look at these cars going from, you know, 1950 all the way up to the 2021. And every single year, every single car is, it has some beautiful quality about it. I saw that 2022 today. And that's got to be one of the most gorgeous things on four wheels I've ever seen in my life. Look, I agree with everything you said. Uh, I think, I don't know if it started yet, but there's an exhibit uh, at MoMA this fall. Uh, oh, yeah? That's all about cars. Really? Yeah. Oh, I gotta go. Um, so it's, and to your point, it's not about, like, engines are amazing, you know? And I feel like a lot of, you know, like car people uh, get the reputation for being like, oh, it's got 450 horsepower and it's got, like, this kind of cylinder and, like, all, all that stuff, which is also cool, also great. All the stuff that's like under the hood um, is just as impressive from an engineering and design standpoint. But I do think that aesthetically, cars should be beautiful. And like, and this is one, like looking at that front on view oh. where you see the like butterfly wing of the back wing and then yeah. sort of the same design echoed behind the front wheels like it's that it's like this almost it's like different angles but it's like you can sort of imagine them that they would like the way they line up just looks really cool yeah and... it's gorgeous i mean the the way that the nose swoops down mm-hmm. and then how it just seems to be like one super cohesive curve straight back and up it's a uh, it's extraordinary and even beyond that like the the tech specs that they were talking about it like they're, they're using the same power units next year as this mm-hmm. year which I thought was interesting. Uh, But beyond that, just the aerodynamics of it and how it's not going to create such turbulence behind the car and how it's going to be sleeker. So it's going to make, you know, racing a little bit better. It does look a little smaller, doesn't it? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I just watched the, uh, they put a video on YouTube where they talked to a bunch of the drivers reacting to it. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I think it was you of Renazzi that said, it looked a little smaller, but we we haven't seen it side by side with a, a 2021 car, right. but it looks just a little bit shorter, a little bit narrower, like not, yeah. a, not a huge difference, but it yeah. looks it looks smaller to me. It definitely looks smaller, uh, but there's a lot less stuff going on with it. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like they have the winglets over the tires now for the first time, mm-hmm. uh, but there's so much less like there's there's so much less going on with the wings and the aerodynamics and all the little uh, winglets that come off of the car, um, which just makes it look so sleek. And, and, and that's, I mean, that's part of the art is this, the engineering and the mechanics and the, the physics that it takes to say like, okay, we need to make the cars more competitive. What do we do? All right. Well, this is what we have to change. And, you know, and they start making these changes. Like, and then they have to design a beautiful car. Uh, yeah, it's fascinating. I saw that it went through like 78 or 7,500 different mm-hmm. um, computer tests. Yep. Yeah. Um, 
And it, it also could look smaller because the tires are bigger. Yeah, yeah. Um, 18 inch. Yeah, so that yeah. so that could be a thing. I but I love how the goal was to make a better racing for everybody, and they yeah. still came up with something that was beautiful. You know what I mean? Like I yeah. like that. Like those aren't at cross purposes. Right. Right. Um, it's not like a chunky looking thing. Mm-hmm. Um, that rear wing is so sick. I love it. That oh, rear wing is pops up and hangs. It just it looks great. Uh, I know in that video that I was mentioning, Charles <laughs> said that uh, they had driven it in the simulator a bunch. Yeah, yeah. Uh, recently, and he said it, it definitely is a different driving experience. That's so wild. Uh, so it'll be wonder, really cool to see. Did you see on that back wing? Because the back wing looked a lot like a front wing to me, in that uh, it was, it kind of just has that one small slit in it, but it looks a lot flatter than the current mm-hmm. F one car. Do they still have DRS available? Yep. Yeah, really? I think I think that bottom flap, like. Opens. Pops down. Yeah, it pops down. Amazing. Because um, I did I, I when I saw that, that was the first thing I thought of. I was like, wait, where is the, the little DRS <laughs> um uh thing? So it'll be it'll be cool and uh it'll be it'll be just be cool to see it. Um yeah, I can't wait to see that thing go around the track. Now, here's a dumb question. Um, even though they just unveiled it today for us. The teams have already had this, right? Nope. So they have to start building it today? Like yep. they get the tech specs for 2022 and they have to start now? They might have had the specs. I know they said the drivers had not seen the car in person. Like they might have seen, you know, like concept art and like yeah. whatever. But this is the first time them seeing the full size car in like in real life, like to yeah. scale. See, I'm wondering about like the entire, like, could you imagine being like the fiberglass guy at mm-hmm. Ferrari? And they're like, make that. It's like, oh shit. You know? Pantabella. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. Parmigiano Reggiano. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry, Italy. No, uh, uh, but wait, off track, off track. The, the new Pixar movie, Luca, takes place in Italy and the little girl character, whenever yeah. she swears, she just has different cheeses. That's amazing, she'll, really? Yeah, she'll be like, oh, mozzarella. <laughs> oh, I didn't know that. I love that. Yeah, it's great. Um, yeah, I'm super excited to see these cars. I'm super excited to see all how the teams do their liveries with this new design, which will be fun. Um, you know, like, will Mercedes go back to being all silver? Because I think this car would look amazing, all silver, sort of like yeah, it did I today. Do. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, I'm excited to see all of the liveries on it because it's like, because that's the thing, like, I kind of really want Mercedes to go back to silver. Mm-hmm. I really want Ferrari to just be red. I want to yeah. see a red car. And none of the, like, like good on the designers. I appreciate you trying to do neat shit. Make that fucker red. <laughs> and, like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, Oh, yeah. No, I'm 100% with you. Marinara red, just to keep Marinara red. <laughs> just to keep it on theme. <laughs> San Marizano is the color that they need to use on this car. That's it, dude. That's it. I want <laughs> that red only, period. Uh, but yeah, man, I can't wait to see what a lot of the teams do with it. It's just so sleek and so fun. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm red. They have the wheel walls now, have, yep. which is brand back. new. Yeah. Uh, Danny Ricardo said he was really into the rear wing. He said it looked a little retro. Like it reminded him of like the 2008 wing in a good way. Yeah, yeah, I saw that. That's really yeah. cool. Yeah. Um, 
so yeah, you already talked about Silverstone? Dude, I can't wait to talk about Silverstone. Um, uh. <laughs> is this the first time they're back at this track since the pit lane has been named for Lewis Hamilton? I believe so, because I, right? I forgot that that happened. That happened like off-season yeah. briefly. So like it's now like the Lewis Hamilton pit lane or something. That's so he got, weird. He got something named after him. It's really weird. Yeah. Like, I mean, I feel like they should wait. Yeah. Like they should wait until he's done. Right. You know? I feel like that would make more sense. Um, but yeah. So uh, they're there. There's a ton of fans there. Mm-hmm. Um, and it seems to be that they're ramping up for a pretty exciting race weekend. I'm uh, looking forward to it. Yeah. It's uh, going to be 52 laps um this uh let's see it's got some cool it's got that whole that section i really like that has like the like three chicanes back and forth oh down the like the back stretch yeah yeah dude that's so great because it's like flat out until that little bump where they kind of have to get on their brakes just a touch and then mm-hmm. just like flat out again through that big turn that heads towards the pit entry yeah, yeah dude, the back the back stretch of uh the back stretch of Silverstone is extraordinary. It's, I it's, love it. It's beautiful. Yeah, I love it. Uh, do you know who holds the lap record there currently? Uh, when was it set? It 2019? was set in 2020. 2020. Uh, I mean... Wait, how is it set in 2020? No, right, because this is 2021. Jesus. Yeah, this is 2021, buddy. You okay? Yeah, I'm all right. <laughs> <laughs> so it was set last year. Um, I feel like it's probably Lewis. It is not Lewis Hamilton. It's not? It's not. Uh, is it Valtteri? And this is race lap, by the way. Right, not. of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, nope, it's not Valtteri. This person finished, uh, was on the podium last year at this oh. race. One fastest lap for this lap, obviously. Uh, I mean, it's got to be Max. It's if Max. It's, yeah, if it's not Lewis or Valtteri, it's got to be Max. Yeah. Um, yeah, because they pitted Max late so that yeah. he could set fastest lap. Uh, because they were already eight minutes ahead of the rest of the field. Well, no, Lewis was already like half sec- a half minute ahead of them. Right, right. And then they were a half minute ahead of Leclerc. They still finished like 18 seconds or 13 <laughs> seconds ahead of Leclerc. Holy um, shit. But this was the, the race where um, Valtteri had a bunch of tire issues and they were worried about not being All able right. to make it to the end. So they went and they pitted him, got fast as lap and were like playing it safe because yeah. they weren't going to overtake Lewis Wait, anyway. This is when Lewis blew his tire for the last yes. like, half lap yeah, and yeah, still yeah. won. Yeah. Oh my God, that was annoying. I mean, but, that is kind of why they probably need the pit name. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Because I remember that being the whole thing of like, if Max hadn't pit to get fast this lap, he would have run, won the race. Right, right. But he or he would have blown the tires. Yeah. We'll never exactly. know. Yeah, it was one of the two. And we'll I never re- know. Yes. I remember that. I remember us talking about that. That was cool. Yeah. I, I mean, it's the- just cool that like, I, I remember that episode that we've recorded of yeah, this show. Yeah, yeah. yeah yeah it was so fun to sit there and watch that happen and be like ah i was time. ripping my hair out yeah it's insane. thankfully all grown back but yeah you made uh, it <laughs> i was like screaming at the tv like this is the time 
like you have to like when lewis when something bad happens to lewis you have to capitalize on it um yeah man it was uh that was a hell of a race that was, was a hell of a race, race. Uh, so for this year they mm-hmm. are introducing sprint race qualifying um so i just want to walk through the weekend schedule and then we'll go through uh our questions i'm on board uh so uh tomorrow or today as you're listening to this if you're listening on the day we release uh practice one as normal Mm -hmm. but then they do qualifying on friday and that qualifying is determined the order of the sprint qualifying that happens on saturday Yes. So they do qualifying. The cars are locked in for the sprint race in, after qualifying up through the end of the sprint race. So they're in, I forget what the French, the, there's a French term that they call it, like La Parc or something like that. Uh, okay. court. Yeah, yeah. Something like that, whatever. Um, where they can't, you know, there's only certain, like they can change the brake pads and brake rotors and all that kind of stuff. Like there's certain things they're allowed to do, but they can't like modify the setup of the car at all. Um, then they have practice two on Saturday, like normal. And then they have sprint qualifying on Saturday, which is a, basically a mini race, uh, to determine the start order of the main race. Yeah. So I watched a couple of videos about it that went into like tire allocation and how that's all changing. And I got maybe 50% of it and forgot to take notes. Uh, <laughs> so I highly recommend those better explanations out there. If you are interested in that, I do think it's pretty interesting. Well, and I've then, read up a bunch on it and I'm pretty excited about it. Yeah, no, I'm very excited. Um, because we're going to have, it's a, a hundred kilometer race. Mm-hmm. Um, Pirelli is supplying a set of tires, eat one of each set of tires. Teams can pick whatever they want. They're not obligated to pit. Mm-hmm. Um, they're expected to not pit. They're expected to not pit. Yeah, exactly. Um, it is, uh, I think it's just such a fun thing because it's making people that only watch on Sunday, watch on Saturday also. And then people that only watch on Saturday and Sunday watch on Friday also. Yep. Um, which we are, I think already watching all three. So I'm watching as much as I can, honestly. Yeah. If they they did a practice on Wednesday, I'd find a way to watch it. I'd probably watch it. Yeah. Um, (laughs) But yeah, so what I'm, uh, what I'm, they're doing, they're doing practice, qualify, and then practice and then sprint, right? Yep. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Man, what a completely insane and full schedule. Um, I wonder what your thoughts are on this specifically, um, considering the, you know, because this is a very passable track. Like, there's a lot of passing mm-hmm. that can happen here at Silverstone. Uh, do you focus on race pace so that you can get a better qual- better position for the Grand Prix? Or do you focus on your qualifying speed, your single lap speed, so you can get a better spot for the sprint race? I think I focus on qualifying as best I can for the sprint race Mm -hmm. Uh, because I think getting at the front of the sprint race, even if there's passing, like even like hypothetically, even if I get pull on the sprint race and I still, and I finish and I end up, you know, fourth on the final grid, 
that's pro that could be better than I might do if it was a regular qualifying session. Yeah. Good point. You make a good point. It's interesting. Now what happens if, I guess it's the same concept of, of when they're practicing. Uh, if you screw up the car, you have X amount of time to fix it. Mm -hmm. But I wonder if there's any, well, I mean, the race is going to start when the race is going to start. Um, but like, are you more, because obviously the Grand Prix is more important than the sprint race. Are you more cautious in the sprint race <laughs> or do you really go for it? Because like you said, like if you qualify fifth mm -hmm. for the sprint race and you dive into that first set of chicanes, which is, you know, a very tricky spot. And then once you hook out of that and you're headed towards setback stretch before the big turn that leads you into it, uh, that's an easy place to go off the track. And if you qualify fifth for sprint and you're really pushing like hell, then you might end up starting the Grand Prix in 20th. So I'm going to say it depends on how much I trust my driver. And, you know, I really think in terms of setup, I still want to go for, I mean, I want to do the best job every time. I, I totally understand where you're coming from. And I think what's most, what I'm most curious about is how people are going to react to how the drivers and the teams are going to react to having the sprint race. And yeah. You know, I see it from both sides. Oh, just another quick tire note is they still have to start the race with the tires that they used in the qualifying for the sprint race. Right, right. Uh, if, so you're, if you're qualifying they, in the top 10. Right. Yeah. Um, you know, so if, yeah, if you qualify in the top 10 on Friday, you use those tires to start the race on Sunday. Right. And the tires you use during the sprint race are just, you just use them and that's it. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, so... I keep going back and forth because track, I still think track position is like what you want at the end of the day. I, mm. I'm curious to see how the drivers start the sprint race, like how aggressive they are. And yeah. if we have any like turned one incidents. Yeah. I, and that's, I mean, that's sort of where my head is because like, could you imagine if you, if there's an incident with your driver who started in fifth, or eighth or 10th and now they're starting the grand prix in 20th mm -hmm. with their tires that they qualified with like their old tires yeah the tire choice dude that is bad news bears but i guess that's what makes it exciting right like that's the that's the the wrench in the cogs i guess I can't really think today. I'm not feeling very well. I think you're. I think you're doing a great job. Um, I just kind of am saying phrases. I'm like, that's like what happens when you put the roller skate in the litter box. <laughs> I mean, that's you know, it really is an unknown unknown in my head, and I would love to be in <laughs> some of those team meetings right now. Oh yeah, I mean, that I, I'm sure that the questions we're asking are the ones that they are currently going over and over and over. Yep. Um, you know, I wonder what Gunther Steiner's thinking right now. <sighs> I mean, <laughs> he's probably just like, it doesn't matter. We're gonna be in you know, we're gonna be in 19th and 20th of the sprint, we're gonna be 19th and 20th into fucking go. Gonna be at the fucking back anyway. <laughs> Bunch of fucking wankers. <laughs> who, who fucking cares? Uh God bless him. <laughs> um 
All right. So that, that leads into my first question. Ooh. Uh, who will be on the pole for the sprint race? <laughs> um, you know what? Ultimately, I think Lewis is going to have a very big comeback weekend. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. I think I'm going to put him on the pole for, for the sprint. All right. I, I would I would agree with you. He has done exceedingly well um, at the British Grand Prix. Uh, he has won. Let's see. Uh, let's see. Where's the by year? Here we go. Uh, he has won. So going back to 2010, or we'll do 20, 20, all right, 2017. No, we have to go back further than that. All right. The, the racer on the grid who won the earliest British Grand Prix is Fernando, who won it in 2006. Wow. Which, by the way, I saw him standing next to Ocon in that video about the new car. He's either a jockey or Ocon is my height, and I don't yeah. know which. <laughs> yeah, dude. That's like when you see Pierre stand next to Yuki. Yeah. It's like, whoa, like one of you is tiny. <laughs> yeah. Um, I feel like if you and I met Fernando, I feel like if you and I met pretty much every single F1 racer, we would just be monsters to them. Oh, totally. We would be able to take their watch. Um, so <laughs> <laughs> I had to mute it so I could blow my nose. That's hilarious. Oh, no. Um, Poor Lando. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so Alonzo wins in 2006, and then Kimmy in 2007. Then Lewis Hamilton wins his first in 2008, okay? Then you have Vettel, you have Weber, you have Alonzo, you have Weber, you have Nico Rosberg in 2013, and then Hamilton won in 14, 15, 16, 17, 19, and 20. Uh, Sebastian Vettel pulled out a win in 2018. Right. Uh, But that's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven out of the last eight British Prix that he's won. Yeah, dude. That's his track. Yeah. It's got his name on it. Yeah. He literally has his name on that track. Uh, Uh, My first question for you is kind of a tie into what we were talking about before. Uh, Is there an incident in the sprint race? Yes or no? So that's my wild card. Ah, that there is a safety car during the sprint race. Whoa, whoa, I'm putting wild card down. I said no, nice. Yeah, I don't think that there's uh, I don't think that there's uh, an incident. I'm kind of curious, um, kind of curious to see what happens. Yeah, but, uh, I'm very excited to watch it. Um, so then my next question to you is also about the sprint, sprint qualifying. Which team benefits the most from qualifying this way? Ooh. Um, I think McLaren. That's a good answer. That's a good I answer. Think, I think McLaren probably benefits the most. Um, they've had great qualifying with lando but danny's really been stepping it up with his race pace in the last Mm -hmm. few races um he's really familiar with this track and likes it a lot lando obviously this is his home track um because i think at the end like you're gonna see 
Mercedes up front. You're going to see Red Bull up front. I don't think it's really affecting them much at all. Um, and if it's not them, if it's not McLaren, then I would say Alpine. Yeah. Yeah. No, because, I, I think uh, Alpine would, would have a good showing, I think, over the course of this sprint race. Yeah. I'm excited to see it. Uh, I think my answer is actually Ferrari. Wow. Um, yeah. Yeah. Because I don't think they've done great in qualifying, but I think their race pace is there. And I think this gives them a chance to maybe start higher in the grid than they have been recently. Yeah, good call. Good call. I'm into that. Uh, do you think Alfa Romeo is going to be in the top 10? No. No, yeah. No. I don't think so I'm sorry, but I want them to be. <laughs> I thought about <laughs> well, it. Yeah. Yeah, I thought about it, but it's also like between, uh, I think. I think that we're going to see a lot come out of uh, Alpha Tauri. I think they're going to look great. Uh, I think uh, Aston Martin's going to have a good weekend because this is their yeah. first British Grand Prix as a British constructor. Yeah, yeah. I think so that like, they they are putting everything into having a huge weekend here. Yeah. Uh, so I think I think the five teams in the top ten are going to be uh, Mercedes, Red Bull, Ferrari, McLaren, uh, and. Uh, Aston Martin. I uh, I would but agree. Alpha Tauri. Alpha Tauri exists. No, I, I think anybody could have a good weekend. I think there's a lot of pressure for Aston Martin to have a good weekend, but I also feel like yeah. this is the race they've been like building to in their minds. Yeah. 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 A lot of people, it's kind of funny how that is, how teams are like, okay, we're not going to really worry about these races, but these ones we're going to crush it. But it's like we're going to like, you know. Like we're here, you know, we're here now. We're at eighty yeah. percent now. By this, this race, we're gonna be hundred. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so will a Ferrari finish in the top five? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's almost. Uh, I'm almost certain with that one, um, because I believe that uh, while McLaren's straight line speed down that backstretch is going to be the absolute game changer for them i think the whole front side of the track uh is ferrari's territory a lot of mm-hmm. tight corners um a lot of flat out racing i think carlos has just stepped it up so much uh and charles seems to be in a really comfortable spot um yeah i think i think there's going to be a ferrari driver in the top five for sure uh which leads me to my next question for you uh, Checo or Bottas? Checo or Bottas? Uh, Checo. Yeah, yeah. I think you're right. I think Checo is... Uh, I think he's showing up, dude. Uh, yeah. He's, he's going to be the reason. And the like, no. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I think he's going to be the reason that Red Bull finally wins the championship. Yep, I think so. Uh, yeah, like that's that's just pretty much it. It's not not taking anything away from Max. Obviously, Max Verstappen, Max Verstappen, but uh, you can't do it alone. You can't win a yeah, championship alone. As Lewis championship. Hamilton is maybe finding out this year. Right, right. The hard way. Yep. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Valtteri right. Bottas. I can't wait for like the one of those like UK tabloids when Bottas leaves Mercedes because it'll be like finished. Oh God, you're so <laughs> right. You thought about that. I, I was thinking about that in the shower this morning. 
<laughs> it's amazing. Look, he gets in the sauna, I get in the shower. It's a good yeah. time. it's a good place to think and it's contemplate. The, that's where we think about our headlines. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> That's exciting, dude. Yeah. Do you have any more questions for me? That's all I had. Uh, yeah, I got one more. My usual question that I like to ask, who is your driver to watch this weekend? My favorite question leading into our predictions. <sighs> driver to watch this weekend. Um, do, do you want me to go first? Uh, I do. I do. I'm sorry. There's a lot of dead air. I'm sorry. No, it's fine. It's fine. Uh, you're a little under the weather today, so I want to be want to be accommodating. You know, we got you're we got great. This. Um, my driver to watch this weekend is Max Verstappen because I feel like if I were Max Verstappen, I would see this as a big challenge coming into the house of Hamilton, shall we say? Yeah. And being yeah. like, I have to step up. I have to at least finish in second. Like that's how I would try to think about it. Yeah. Is like. If I can win, I'll win. If I can't win, I need to be on the podium. Like I need to be second because I yeah. can't let Lewis eat up that much of my points lead. Like I have to do everything I can to minimize that. Right. And so I need to run my best race. And I think with the fans being back, like I don't think I don't know how much orange we're going to see in the stands. Zero. We're going to see a, a big old zero. So. Um, I, yeah, I think uh, I think that makes a lot of sense. And you're yeah, that's a really great way of looking. at Max is really going to have to, like he was saying, like teams are kind of all building something. He knows that, especially coming off of Austria, where mm-hmm. it was just a Max parade for two straight weeks. Yep. Uh, He's riding Lewis, high. You know, Lewis runs this house. Yes. And uh, he needs to win here. I think that even finishing second wouldn't be enough. I think, I think, I put it this way I believe that if Max wins, at Silverstone this weekend, the nail is in the coffin and he's, there's just no, I think the wind comes immediately out of Mercedes sales and uh, Red Bull and Max win the championship. Yeah, I think, right. I, I definitely agree with you. I think Lewis needs to win. Max needs to come in second if he doesn't win. Right. You know right. what I mean? I think that's where we are. And I think if, if Lewis wins, the championship fight goes on. If Lewis doesn't win, and if, especially if he's not on the podium, it's really, it's over. Like, yeah, yeah. you know, it'll still be competitive, but I, I think that'll be, you know, looking back at the season, I think we'll all say, yeah, that was the race where we knew yeah. Rebel was going to win the championship. Which is why uh, I think, yeah, I'm just going to make Lewis my driver to watch then. Like a yeah. part of me was going to say Gasly, a part of me was going to say Carlos. Uh, that's sort of where I was kicking around. Mm-hmm. For those guys who are really fighting for the midfield, Uh, Danny has always had a ton of luck at Silverstone. He really likes his track a lot uh, and has done well. But um, I think for the exact reasons that that you just explained, that makes Lewis Hamilton my driver to watch, where like he has to win this weekend. And I think he knows it. I think he knows that that pressure is on. I completely yeah, couldn't yeah. say it better myself. It's uh, it's big drama coming off of Austria. Oh, it's you know what I mean. Huge drama. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> who's gonna have pole for the race? Uh, I believe Lewis Hamilton has pole position for the race. Uh, I am making the same prediction as well. Uh, who do you think will have the fastest lap of the race? Um. Oh, you go first. 
Uh, I think Max will have a repeat performance for Fastest Lap. See, I don't know if you're right because the cars are so much tighter this year. I don't mm-hmm. think there's going to be this whole like 30, 40 second lead thing. I don't, I don't think that happens this year. They're just... I think there could be, I, but it could be a Red Bull with that. Uh, yeah. So yeah. I, let's, I, I'm just putting that out there. I think um, I'm going to put in for fastest lap that it's uh, Checo. Okay. I think, I that, that. yeah, I think that he'll probably be up in the, you know, obviously he'll be in the top 10. I think he'll be in a spot where it's like, pin him, put some wheels on him, get it out there. For my driver of the day, as voted on by the fans, I'm predicting Lando Norris. Lando! Lando! I think there's a lot of British people watching. I think after the debacle that they've had in soccer and Lando's watch going missing, yeah, I think if he has a decent race, I think he'll get that fan swell. Yeah, everybody will be pretty pumped about it, I'm sure. Uh, Sorry, George. Yeah, that's yeah. I was gonna say it ain't it ain't gonna be George, unfortunately. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna say for driver of the day that we see. I think it's gonna be Lewis. I think uh, I think Lewis is really gonna have. We're gonna see the champion that he is this weekend. Um, really, really, really come through. And right. uh, and with the with the whole British crowd behind him, I think it's just gonna be a. I can I can see that. Do you yeah. ha- do you have your podium ready to go? Uh, are we doing three, two, one? We could do three, two, one. We could do one, two, three. Whatever you think is going to be more interesting. Um, let's do. Well, we'll do one, two, three, just because uh, yeah. my one is pretty obvious, being Lewis. Okay, my my one is Max. Yeah, yeah, wow. Because Dude, it's one of those is- where, like, if I don't, if I predict. Lewis and Max wins. I'm going to be more mad at myself than if I predict Max and Lewis wins. <laughs> I like that it's all about your personal feelings. It is how you feel about yourself when it's all. It's 100 percent that this time. Yeah, awesome. Uh, so I have Lewis as my number two. So I have Max on the, uh, winning. Lewis coming in second. I have Max coming in second. Uh, who is your number three? You tell me who your number. All right, my number three is Danny Ricardo. Whoa! Yeah, Whoa. like you said before, he's done really well at Silverstone in the past. I think he's had a good run there. I think he's ready. I think whatever uh, emotional spot Lando might be in, I think Danny is ready to step up. Whoa. I think he's gonna. I think he's gonna be the driver that nails the sprint qualifying. That feels like a Danny Ricardo time to shine, dude. That's so sick. That's so sick. I've been sitting I on this love... all day. Yo, I love that. I was doing I these at like that. seven o'clock this morning, and I was like, Danny Ricardo, it's that. It's going to be him. I <laughs> see the it. Day. Dude, I love it. If I lifted if, I, my I, shoe. Yeah, I'll freak out. I'll freak out. If uh, I would love it, I would love, love, love to see Danny on the podium in that McLaren. That would be a big deal for me. But. <sighs> My third is a, a wild card also. Oh, yeah. And this is my wild card for the weekend. Uh, my third place driver on the podium is Carlos Sainz. Carlos. That would be great. I, I would also, I would love that. I think Carlos shows up. Uh, 
he's been having great pace in that Ferrari. He looks really, really good in it. Um, I think, uh, yeah, I think he, I think he shows the fuck up this weekend. I think there's some incidents. I think that there's some problems. Mm-hmm. Uh, another, my other wild card that I was going to kind of throw out there is that I think we see some real tire problems the way that we did um, at, uh, what was that? Not the French Grand Prix. Um, was that um, was that Italy? When Checo won? Um, uh, come on, brains. Yeah. We can do it. We can do it. Was uh, that uh, Bahrain? Uh, yeah you might be right no Azerbaijan right yeah 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 <coughs> Baku yes you're 100% right yeah because Seb finished second and Pierre finished third man what a fucking race that was yeah uh, yeah that was Baku you're totally right just uh, took a while it, it's hot out it's late I'm very tired so yeah, it's, it's... Been, it's been a long one for us <laughs> race fans uh, but yeah, I think, I think, uh, my other wild card would be that we see some massive tire problems here the way we did last year and the way that we did at Baku. I definitely thought about that. And I just ended up feeling really bad making that wild card, like not bad for Pirelli, but like bad for the drivers. Cause I just want to see like a good race. Of course. Like I don't want to see that. I, I know. I'm not saying you do, yeah. but I was like, I was going to put that in as a wild card. And I was like, no, I can't put the energy out into the, <laughs> into the world right now. So yeah, I had to come right. up with another one, but that was my first thought Good where call. I was like, yeah, there's going to be some tire problems. Yeah, man. Yeah. I think you're right. I'm excited about it. I, uh, I'm really pumped for this weekend. I'm, I'm pumped for our first, uh, sprint race. I'm excited about the new car. I'm excited about a lot of things, man. I think it's going to be really, really exciting. Really good I, weekend. I, I love the sport. Uh, I'm super excited for everything that's going to happen. Is there anything else you wanted to mention, uh, before we wrap up? No, man, I think that's going to be it for me. I'm just for Silverstone. Awesome. Yeah, me too. Silverstone. Uh, so if you want to share your predictions with us, if you want to correct us on whatever mistakes we made in this episode, uh, you can reach out to us at on Twitter or Instagram at F yeah, F1. Those are the number. That's the number one pod. That's F yeah, F1 pod. Uh, or you can email us, be a little bit old school, be elder millennials like we are. And email us at f yeah f one that's o n e at gmail.com. Uh, we are part of the Movie John Podcast Network. Uh, you can find, I think it's like nine other podcasts on there, yeah. Yeah. Uh, plus a bonus secret podcast that I'm going to tell you about. Um, so you can check my other podcast. I saw it in a movie is on there. Um, I saw that Jenna just released a new episode of depth impact after a little break. Uh, she's got like a couple more movies to knock down. And then she says she's pivoting to a new and exciting topic. So I'm very curious to see what she's going to do. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then if you join the movie, John Patreon at patreon.com slash movie, John, you can listen to uh, the first two episodes of intermission uh, every month I sit down with a different person on the movie John staff I walk them into our virtual snack bar uh, and we talk about how they review movies like why they like why they love movies why they love writing about movies and then we talk about a new release uh, so I talked to Hunter Bush about F9 yeah, man. Um, so we got I got to talk about cars which was very exciting so you can check that out that conversation uh, if you sign up for the Patreon uh, you can give it any level. So our suggested, uh, you know, the first tier is $5. That gets you 
the podcast that gets you streaming picks. Hunter's doing them every week um, this month. Uh, so the ones that are going up today, if you're listening to this when it comes out, uh, that he found a bunch of Jackie Chan movies on streaming to recommend. And that is Sick. always a good time. Sick. Uh, yeah, even man, when Jackie really... Chan movies aren't like good, they're, they're fun. Still, yeah, they're still great. They're yeah. still a great time. Yeah, I've really been enjoying those uh, those intermission podcasts. They're fun. It's awesome. Cool to, Thank it's you. cool to kind of hear the dudes talk. You know what I mean? Because like we all know each other a little bit, but then like getting to hear people talk about themselves and like their creative process is a lot of fun. So, yeah, and it it's been fun for me because in my other podcasts I have to talk a lot, and this is me trying <laughs> to practice talking less and like yeah. giving yeah. people room to talk and kind of uh, share. So I already have my guests lined up for August. Um, and she's very excited to join me. So, uh, there'll be more of that next month. So yeah. So Can't movie, wait. John, check us out there. We will be back, uh, next week. Yes. Recapping whatever happens this weekend. Um, Ryan, what is going to happen? <laughs> so many things are going to happen. Oh, I I'm cannot so stressed wait. Out. I'm so stressed out. I'm so excited though. I'm I so know. excited. It's good. It's good stress. It's good stress. It's like that anxiety that you wish you had all the time and not the crippling kind. Right. It's the kind that it, it's like that extra cup of coffee. Yeah. Where you're yeah, like, where you're like, you're like, my, uh, I'm, I'm sending emails faster than I've ever sent emails yeah. before. I'm going to end a mopping. I'm going to mop. Yeah. I'm going to do everything. <laughs> Fuck yeah. I can't wait. I'm a fucking dude. shark, you know? Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, dude, I love it. I love Formula One and I love you, buddy. I love you too, man. I hope you feel better. Thanks, uh, man. We'll be talking. Yeah. We have a lot to talk about. Oh, we yeah. Quality day tomorrow. Buddy. It's I, it's like Christmas. It's like every time I wake up and I'm like, there's racing to watch. It's just a it's a better day. It's a better day, dude. F yeah, F1. F yeah, F1. 